Welcome to the Bitch and Siblings Podcast. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Bitch and Siblings. It's myself, Amy, and Hey everybody, it's me. So this week, I kinda teased us last week uh with the whole gatekeeping thing. Uh-huh. And I did a little research actually on gatekeeping. So gatekeeping is it actually obviously started out with literally somebody keeping a gate. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> right. Um, and it's evolved into um, the, the current definition of it being, you know, someone who um, is a keeper of information and mm-hmm. disseminates it as they deem fit. So it, gatekeeping can apply to damn near anything. However, when I thought of this topic, I legitimately thought of like f- gatekeeping fandoms, gatekeeping recipes, like things that should not be gatekept. Okay, so like what is your experience in that area that has you feeling some type of way about it? Cuz clearly it's something that you've that you've interacted with recently that well, there's several, several situations in my lifetime. I can't remember all of them. Um, however, the most common one in my life um, is recipes. People being like, oh, that's a family secret. Why? Why? Why are you gatekeeping food and how to make food? Especially if you don't have the desire to fucking make it. Give someone else the recipe and let them make it for themselves. I kind of see where you're coming from on that one. But at the same time, I can also understand why you'd want to keep something just amongst your family so that it doesn't become some sort of like new craze trend sort of thing. But on the same token, I would hope that that's not the case because... I obviously I married into a family that doesn't always eat food that's, you know, from America. So wanting to know how to cook those things so that I can pass that down to like my children. And, you know, I was even speaking with my husband last night about like, you know, what are we going to do when, when our aunts and uncles and parents pass on his side? Because are we going to be able to maintain those traditions by making that food? Granted, everybody that's in my generation of his family knows how to make these things. It's just, we just don't because right now we have that generation around. So like, I can, I can understand wanting to keep it, but at the same time, wanting to make sure that that gets passed down to future generations, even if it doesn't necessarily mean like legit family. Yeah. For example, this is, this is a low key example. But our grandparents' generation were, and even some of our parents, were very much of the, you just make things, you don't write them down. Absolutely. And to me, that's a form of gatekeeping because (laughs) you're not helping the next generation to be able to learn those recipes. Even if you want to, if you don't have them written down, they're not going to be able to remember them once you're gone unless you've made them every day. Like my grandma's generation didn't write things down because I think everything they made was mostly homemade. So they well, did yeah. just kind of fly by the seat of their pants and and just kind of make what they had in the house. And so I think that's 
part of the reason. I don't know that it's intentionally gatekeeping. And then when they had their kids, they obviously were teaching their kids the same way, but then their kids were raised in a more technologically advanced um, environment that made it so that some of these things they were taught or never needed. And then it's just kind of further gone further and further down the road. So I don't think that like our grandparents generation intentionally meant it to be gatekeeping, but it's a good example of why to share it. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's why I said it's low key gatekeeping because like you said, it's, it was never intentional. Yeah. In most cases. Um, so it was just, like you said, they used what they could. So there right. was no official recipe. It's just that as things progress and yeah. as they got older and people started really liking certain things, they should have started saying, well, here's what I always did. Yeah. And here's the ingredients that I would add as available. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be waiting until somebody's on their deathbed before we're, what's the recipe? You know, that's something that yeah, like, exactly. even for me, I make a couple of things for dinner that the kids like absolutely adore. It started with a recipe. And then I've kind of like morphed it into my own thing. But I. And that's totally different to me. But I make sure that I tell my kids that and I give them that original recipe. And then I give them like the morphed, like, okay, so like, this is what I do with it. But this is what it started out as. Like. Yeah. Um, For example, my husband, like I started a garlic Parmesan chicken pasta in the mm, um, slow cooker yeah. while I was on lunch today. And couple hours later he's like next time we make this if it's any good because this is the first time we're making it mm -hmm. um he's like next time i think this recipe would taste really good with mushrooms because just him smelling it he's yeah. like here's what i would add yeah but he definitely wants to try it yeah as is first before we start adding things and well like tonight i was like i'm gonna make some sort of it is not swedish meatballs it is not because i'm not gonna spit on the name of Swedish me meatballs, but I made something that I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to call it. And literally it was just a packet of au jus sauce, onion soup mix, and then like a cup and a half of heavy cream. And then like a okay. cup of water with the au jus, you know, okay. and it's a little too thin. It needs to be thickened up. So I can either use cornstarch or I can just use less milk and water and just make it a little bit say, thicker. I would probably omit the water. Well, I made the water with the au jus and then I let the au jus thicken up a little bit and then I put in the cream. But, but it, I'd probably do instead of the water, I'd probably put the cream in while I'm making the au jus. See, and that's what I needed to do. Something along those lines. But again, I took an idea of something, not a recipe, but I made it my own. And I always have my kids and my husband rate it. Like, is this something we'll eat again? Is this something we won't? And if it is something we'll eat again, then I try to like jot it down somewhere. So that I have it for like in the back well, pocket. Well, since the last time we recorded, I went down like this massive fucking rabbit oh hole. Oh my God, you totally did. Yes. Yes. So I've been like um, bookmarking all of these recipes that I come across and I'm like, okay, I've got to try this. Got to try this. Girl, that's where 90% of my recipes come from right now. Every single one of them so far have been a hit. Every Same. single one builds like, add that to the book. Same. Same. The, and the first one was that beef and broccoli. Then you also need to make that. Have you made that chicken and rice that I showed you the video with? I sent it to you. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. You have. Oh my God. That was a spur of the moment one that I made where I was like, what do I have on hand? And here's this recipe. And every time all four boys are here, 
It does not matter if they're all four here or just one here. They always ask for me to make it. Always. Like, yeah. love it. So you got to try that. Because I think, I think, and Absolutely. I think Bill might like it with a little bit more cayenne than what we do. Well, see, and I don't like that. So generally he adds the spice after he mm. dishes his own. Well, you want to put cayenne in it first, but it's not a ton. Or no, it's not cayenne. Yeah. It's red ch- uh, chili flakes, but you you put it in the blender with the, the stuff. So it blends up into small pieces um and then i put cayenne pepper in it when it's like when i'm cooking the chicken what about chili powder instead no because chili powder tastes too much like taco it's too much cumin okay you need the pepper without the cumin and that's what taco seasoning has too much of you don't want a cumin flavor to it you just want a little bit of a heat not like it's not spicy but just a little bit of a heat to offset the cream because it's a very heavy cream sauce, even though it's really not heavy, but it is. Um, it it offsets it really well. You gotta try it. He'll love it because yeah. that's where I get all my recipes now too. Is TikTok. Yeah, and it, they're just so quick too. Like I love how it's quick video of each step, which you know don't really need some of it. And then sometimes, like there are some recipes I come across that I'm like, okay, you didn't say how much of this put you put in. And you don't have the recipe in the uh, in the description. So mm-hmm. how the fuck am I supposed to make sure that I'm making it right at least the first time? Like, um, it's one thing to to guess on it, but yeah. I don't know. Anyways. So other things that you think people gatekeep? Fandom. So and What do you mean by that? So, like, for example... Um, and I actually got this example when I was looking up gatekeeping and, and different variations of the um, definition of it by some people. So apparently um, when Marvel movies first started coming out, Marvel fans of the comics were very almost offended and were like, oh, I can't believe like you're not a real fan. And then same thing with um, when Stranger Things had Master of Puppets on the one of the final episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Metallica fans were just up in arms because how dare they, these new, this new fandom, they don't know. Like, you don't know because you're not a real fan. Well, that's just, how else are you going to gain fans, though, if you don't catch them, you know? That's like this new thing right now that really drives me nuts. While I can find the humor in it, it's kind of run its course. But this new thing that really frustrates me is when like my children's generation wears vintage band tees and people are like, you need to name three songs by that artist. They can enjoy an artist and not necessarily one, know all three, three names of their songs or whatever. But even if they did, like, why are we like questioning people's um choices in that sense like if they want to wear a band t-shirt like nirvana somebody one of my uh my sister-in-law's stepdaughter ish um was wearing a nirvana t-shirt and somebody was like name three songs and i'm like i love nirvana and i only think i could maybe give you the name of one song because like i don't really know names songs i just know who sings them well on top of the fact that especially our generation if you ask me to name three I would probably, I could probably name three, 
but they're probably not all going to be Nirvana songs. Some of them might be some Pearl Jam songs. That well, that's the thing is, I don't sound remember. similar to me. I, sounds like Teen Spirit. I think is the only one that I know off the top of my smells head that like Nirvana like. Yeah, smells like Teen Spirit. Like that's the only one and I know. By, see, and I don't know the names. Like I know the songs, but I could you don't not. Heart shaped box by name. I know the song, but I don't know it by name. No. Oh my god! Because I just listen to songs. I don't go reading it and going, "Oh, that's the name of this one." I listen to the vibe of a song and I feel the vibe. Like to me, it's not about the title; it's about the vibe. So, like, I get where you're coming from. Where it's like just because some of that stuff is vintage, like nobody questions me when I wear a Fleetwood Mac shirt, and Fleetwood Mac was my mom's generation. So, like. Why are we making these younger people feel like they have to like pass a quiz before they're allowed to be a fan of something? Well, and like the more we continue to do that, the more it's going to push people away from certain things and it's going to make things become obsolete because there's not enough fans. I mean, shit, look at my youngest. There are some songs that oh kid comes God. out with that none of us have, uh, have even like heard the names of. Uh, you know what I and mean? And they're all old. It's I, not like they're new stuff that we don't know. It's dude, no, it's old stuff that we should know. Do you remember that Snapchat I sent to you like a week ago where my son was literally cleaning out his car, vacuuming out his car and cleaning it and was listening to Frank Sinatra? Like <laughs> I don't think I heard the audio. Oh, it was Frank Sinatra. That's And it wasn't was like, it my way? No, it was like not even one of his like famous famous songs. It was one of more of the deep tracks. Because, like, I wasn't necessarily 100% familiar with it. Like, I'd heard it, but, like, it was not, like, super famous. And so I Googled it because I was like, what is he listening to? Like, what song? And fucking Frank Sinatra. He's 16. But I also don't question my children. They listen to the old stuff, but they listen to a lot of the new stuff. And they'll ask me, how do you feel about this person? I don't know that name. Play a song for me. I might know one of their songs, but I don't know their names. And I can appreciate yeah. some of the newer stuff the same way that I want my children to appreciate my generation's music and the generations Absolutely. before us. Absolutely. I want that music to continue living on. So I'm not going to gatekeep being a fan. Exactly. So apparently, though, after that was on Stranger Things, somebody posted on, I think it was Twitter, um, uh, we're sorry, Metallica, for all these fake fans, blah, blah, blah. And Metallica responded, oh, don't be sorry. This is awesome getting a new generation of fans. Yeah. Like, because it takes one song for you to go, I need to listen to that band. And then you hear all of their stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's how I got really into. you and I, I think, both got into like Steve Miller bands mm-hmm. and Journey and mm-hmm. some of these older groups like Steve Miller band. You and I like have like progressively since we were in our early 20s, progressively fallen deeper in love with Steve Miller band. And we share that. Yeah. But it is way before our time. Absolutely. But you don't see people from our parents generation questioning our They're just embracing the fact that we like music that they like. Yeah. So that we have something to 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 vibe about, you know? I want my kids to listen to the shit I grew up to. Tom Petty, Tupac, Biggie. Like, I want them to listen to, you know, Green Day, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Buns and Roses. I want them to appreciate the music I grew up on. Doesn't mean they got to listen to it all the time, but to appreciate it for what it is. Fuck yeah, dude. Be a yeah. fan. Yeah. 
And and I don't care. Be a fan of one song. Nobody says you have to like everybody's entire catalog. Be a fan of one song. Who fucking cares? My favorite song in the whole world is by a band, and it's the only song of theirs I like. If You Could Only See by Tonic. It's ah, like my yes. favorite song in the entire world. I don't think I've listened to the rest of the album, but that song just like speaks you, you to me. You have actually, because I feel like you had that album. I probably did, but I repeated it over and over. Exactly. But like exactly. that song spoke to me so much that like the rest of the album didn't matter. Like yeah. 30 years later and that song is like on poise. So you're right. Like you don't have to be a fan of every single song they've released. Like, you can like something for what it is at face value. Mm -hmm. And let's let's stop pretending that it has to be more than that for you to actually be a fan. Mm -hmm. Or that you're worthy of being a fan. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, for example, these, you know, um, Disney lovers. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not a fan if you don't go to. I can't fucking afford to go to Disneyland or Disney World. So don't tell me I'm not a fan just because I can't afford to go to Disneyland every year or multiple times a year. I can appreciate it from my home. I can appreciate the movies. I can appreciate the soundtracks. I can appreciate anything from my home. You and I are like obsessed with friends. We've never gone. I've been to New York City, but with my mom. But you and I have never gone on like a New York City like trip that's all about friends. Now, if you did, by all means, please do so. Awesome. That doesn't make you any more or less of a fan than you and me. (laughs) Exactly. We're obsessed. Like, obsessed. We could do trivia questions till the day we died and be right on a large majority of them. But we haven't built our whole life around trips that center around the TV show. And again, if you do that, that's cool. Awesome. Great. You know. Exactly. But that doesn't discount any us being any less of fans because we don't do that. Mm, Absolutely. And that's the other thing, too, is people that are like, oh, you should do trips to do this. I'm sorry. When I spend money on trips, I'm going to go see you, see our brother. I'm going to go back up to Washington and see nieces and nephews. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit family because family is important. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have, you know, all the money in the world to be able to afford to go. Even if you did, you would be going on all these trips all the time, but you'd be taking family. So at the end of the day, you're still going to be with family. Exactly. Yeah. Like if I could afford it, I'd go to Harry Potter world. It's okay. You've been? When the fuck did you go to Harry Potter World and didn't tell me? Last September or two Septembers ago when we went on our semi-quasi honeymoon where we flew to Vegas and then drove to L.A. and then went down to San Diego and everything. Oh, I thought Harry Potter World was in Florida. Uh, there's Well, there's a Harry Potter part of Universal Studios in California. I, I would assume it's Harry oh. Potter World. They have the castle, oh. like Hogwarts and... I, I would assume it's a See? smaller version of the Universal Studios that's in uh, Florida, but I've been to the one in Burbank, yeah. See, and I didn't even know that that existed. But that doesn't make me any less of a Harry Potter fan. You're, the the ride, oh, all the rides, I can't. I, I could care less about the ride. Everything is I'd, so I'd like CGI that like you just move like this. It makes you really dizzy and gross. I did. There's so many cool wands. Like I had a hard time not right. buying a wand. Um, the butterbeer is fantastic 
See, and that's what I would want to try. Um, and they do. It serve would be it. the experience. It would not be the 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 mm-hmm. rides at all for me. Yeah, the ride. I, I and I felt that same way in like the Transformers ride. The only one I did not feel that way in was the Jurassic Park because that one has like real um things, but like all the other ones, it's all like CGI and like. I had to close my eyes and like just breathe through it because I was going to vomit. Okay. So speaking of that, I've got to tell you a quick little story. So I told you guys in the group chat that all of a sudden recently I had this urge to pull out the NES and play, you know, old school video games. Yeah. Sorry. I was bartending when you guys sent all those messages. That's okay. That's (laughs) okay. Oh my God. That's the night. Can I please interrupt for just one second? That was the night that I was supposed to bartend with one other person, right? It was 6.30 to midnight. It was a Tuesday night. I had to work the next day. I was not happy about it. But my boss there will not schedule me in the middle of the week unless he thinks I'm going to make money. Because he knows I have to be up early and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The second bartender ended up not coming in. She wasn't feeling the best. So my boss was like, hey, do you have it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, holler at me if you get busy. Girl, I worked my butt off 6.30 to midnight. I got over like 13,000 steps in, in like five, five and a half ish hours. And I made $400. Damn. I know. So you guys are sitting here sending all these messages and I'm getting my ass handed to me, but I made $400 in five and a half hours. That's not too shabby. Not mad about it. I make my, so I like, I use my tips to pay our car payment. We can afford it without it, but I like to just use that. So it's extra money. And I had already made the, like, the full amount of the car payment I had already made in tips halfway through the month of July. So I told my husband, the next couple of shifts, I'm just keeping all the money for myself. So now I have $400 to just go have fun with. <laughs> so sorry. When you guys are talking about the NES and the Xbox and everything, I was, I was getting my ass handed to me, but made good money. So yes. tell me yes. the rest of your story. So I went to go look for my NES and I can't find the power cord or the controllers. So the power cord and the controllers are together. It would have been possible for me to have tossed a power cord, but not controllers. So I know they're probably in a box together out in the garage. Okay. I just never got put away. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, fine, then I'm going to pull out my PlayStation 2. And mind you, the PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox are the brand new, like the newest gaming platforms we have. Because we've never bought one since then. A PS2? PS2. And an X, just a plain Xbox? Just a plain Xbox. Not Xbox S1, nothing. Nope. Whoa. Not an Xbox 360, nothing. Did I get a PlayStation 2? I think I was dating my first fiance. And there was a PS3 then, wasn't there? Nope. Was it a PS2 still? It was PS2. It was PS2 Slim. Okay. It's like that big. So you have a 20 some 20 year 20 year old console. Oh, and I have a 30 year old cuz I have an uh, NES, a Super Nintendo, a GameCube. I do not have a Sega Genesis though. But pulled out my PlayStation 2 and I'm like, okay, I'm going to hook it up cuz I found the cord, I found everything I needed. My TV does not have RCA cable <laughs> because my TV is too new. And so I asked my husband, since he used to do home theater and mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, I was like, do they make RCA to HDMI cable adapters? Yes. And he's like, well, he's like, I, I don't know if they do. They started making them after I quit. So I looked them up. They're like eight bucks on Amazon. Yeah. They arrived on Friday. Mm-hmm. I hooked them up last night. Oh, my God. 
What? The TVs are way too... <laughs> advanced like, for advanced. the shit that comes out. <laughs> yes. Like, I got so dizzy and so nauseous in, like, five <laughs> minutes of playing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. Now, first of all, I was playing... Oh I was also playing a game that I hadn't played in a while. Yeah, so you have to get used to how to use the controllers and stuff. Yeah, and I was, like, in the middle of, like, something. So... I've decided I'm going to have to go back and start this game over because <laughs> I don't remember what my task is that I'm doing. I don't know where I need to be going. I The motion sickness is real, dude. Dude. I get, so if you get like that, don't go on a long flight like I did without taking some like heavy duty. Oh, I already know I have to take Dramamine. Like there's no, there's no way around it. Um, I have to take Dramamine and then even then. On short flights, I can sometimes still get motion sick. Like, I flew from Seattle to Spokane, and as we landed in Spokane, I threw up. (laughs) I got, like, some prescription strength motion sickness medication, so. Yeah. Yeah, no. It helps, because on the way there, I did not feel good, but on the way back, I didn't feel shit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so back to gatekeeping. I don't think, I don't think I can do that. It's, it's not easy. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, yeah. So back to gatekeeping. So gatekeeping have you this shit that like, this is what my hair looks like after not washing it for like four days. There's like a shit ton of dry shampoo. Look at that. Look at that hairstyle. That's, that's beautiful. I know, right? Here, let me, let me, um, take a screenshot of that. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> Got it. That's me. But yeah, that's, that's. Gatekeeping how to make your hair stand straight up in, you know, with uh, dry shampoo for four days. I I have to say it is actually kind of cute. It looks very fluffy. I don't think the back's very cute. Here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. You got to figure that shit out. (laughs) I don't care. I just look like a little who from Whoville. (laughs) Okay. So gatekeeping. Sorry. Um, Have you had any experience with, with people? gatekeeping stupid shit uh when i worked at like hollywood video and blockbuster video like a long time ago yeah like when um like the cult classics came out like goodwill hunting dancing confused fast times at richmond high like all of those cult classics that kind of came out between like the mid 80s to early 2000s um people were like mid 90s no because i'm thinking like the beginning of the 2000s like american pie um no no but you're saying that came out in the mid 80s to early yeah 2000s. fast times at ridgemont high is like 1987 i think 88 87 88 i'm pretty sure it's no. not the 90s hold that's, on that's yeah. that's definitely the 90s hold on let's no. check that out you said fast times yeah at ridgemont high i'm pretty sure it's like 1987 1982 82 yeah Damn. i was like i know okay. like it's an old movie but like some of those newer cult classics like that that are you know mid 80s 90s very early 2000s i had a lot of people like want to always trivia you to see if you genuinely watch the movie enough to find things funny or that you were good enough of a fan but i mean let's be real i worked at a video store and i watched those movies like a bajillion times and so uh, most of it i could answer and if i couldn't it was some very obscure question that most people aren't going to be able to answer anyway. So my biggest thing is gatekeeping at work. Like gatekeeping knowledge? Yes. 
Like, because they want to feel more um, indispensable? Example. That's my job. Nobody else's job. Only I can know how to do it. That's that's dumb. I, I Agreed. Agreed. Now, I've been the gatekeeper for information before, but that's only because that purposely was not intent- intentional. It was nobody else wanted to learn it. But it's not like if somebody asked you, you were w- unwilling Nobody exactly. Just That's what I'm saying. To. Like, yeah. it, it was definitely not intentional. It was just a matter of nobody put forth the effort to even try to figure mm-hmm. it out. Nobody yeah. asked to want to learn certain things. Right. So right. it was always, it would always fall on my shoulders. Right, right. Hence why, while I was at your house, the first day that I flew in for your wedding, I think you were still working that day. Yeah, I worked because I think you flew in like Monday and I worked through Tuesday because you landed like late at night, Monday night. Yeah. So we you slept in the next day while I went to work. I took a nap on your couch and all of a sudden I got a a phone call from work because they didn't ask. I tried to to pass information on so they wouldn't have to call me while I was gone. But surprise, surprise. Yeah, they they called me and I'm like, it's it's really not that hard, especially if you. If you have to do something, I also don't understand the um, the incapacity of some people to just play with the system, figure it out. Because that, honestly, that's how I learn most of the things I learn is I just teach myself. Like you were talking about how you you're like you lack certain knowledge with Excel. Mm-hmm. I, I love Excel. Excel is my best friend because I forced myself to learn it. Right. And I started like I started using it for everything. Like when I was planning my wedding, I used an Excel spreadsheet for um, who I sent um, invitations to, who I'd gotten RSVPs from, whether how many people were coming, um, had they sent a gift? What was the gift? Did I send a thank you card? Like I organized all my shit that way. All of it. Nope. I have a nice little trusty and everything. notepad and a pen. <laughs> All right, anything else on gatekeeping? I don't, I don't. I don't either. Do you? I don't. All right, guys. Well, if you guys have experiences or if you can see the other side of why people gatekeep, gate. Keat. I can't. Keat. That's a new one. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like keeping and yeeting at the same time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any insight on that, email us, Jenny and Amy podcast at gmail.com. That's G I N N Y A N D I M Y podcast at gmail.com. Jenny, where else can they find us? You can also reach us on Bitch and Siblings podcast on Instagram. And then you can also uh, leave messages under our uh, videos on YouTube. Our channel is at Bitch and Siblings. And then one more, Jenny. Call us on our Google phone. And you guys leave us messages. We've had so many missed calls this week and no messages. So when you call us, phone number 785-538-9128. Leave a message. Again, 785-538-9128. I think I'm going to change the uh, outgoing message so that people know. Yeah. We've had so many missed calls and like. I've noticed no that. messages. And so it's like, I don't know who you are, guys. Yeah. No messages, no text messages, nothing. Yes. We've had a few, obviously, but like we've had like five or six in the last like couple of days. And I have absolutely no idea who it is. Exactly. Me neither. All right, guys. Yeah. See you later this week. Bye.